What up, ladies and germs of the internet? Hello, we're back. Welcome. We are Tom. We are Lucas. And this is Game Chat. How we doing, sir? We are coming to the end of a very uh, difficult week. And happy it's done. Did a lot of schooling. And uh, not a lot of gaming, unfortunately. But hopefully uh, time management can be better this week. And uh, I can actually get some gaming in since we are a gaming podcast. That's fair. That's fair. I understand gaming can be a hard thing to fit in when life is like coming at you like hard and fast. But that's why we have this. So even when we don't get the time to game, we get the time to talk about it and revel in it through that. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, today, folks, uh, we're going to be jumping in, talking about a couple of different things. You know, uh, we've been killing it with the interviews lately, but for now, we're just going to have a classic kind of boys only episode. Just going to gab a little bit and uh, talk about some news stories and then segue into our topic off of that. So what's uh, been going on, Lucas? Have you gotten the chance to see anything in the in the gaming sphere that's been happening lately? Well, there is the one big one, which is kind of the uh, tie-in for our topic. Google Stadia is dead, everybody. Its uh, final nail was put in the coffin uh, earlier this past week. Uh, they're going to refund everybody. Uh, they didn't let like major uh, developers know ahead of time. They found out along with the rest of us, apparently. So, you know, that's always nice to not get a heads up on something that uh, you've worked on the last two years or so. But uh, that's where we're at. You know, people could see this coming back when it launched in 2019. As you said, uh, before we started recording, the world wasn't ready for something like that. Yeah, it's it's really wacky how they just kind of came out of nowhere with this and just like gave nobody any notice whatsoever. They literally like like developers were finding out about it in tweets and whatnot uh specifically i have one quote says on kotaku tangle tower was due to launch on stadia in two days time and this article was the first i heard about it shutting down tom that comes from tom vian one uh, one half of the Snipperclips game studio sfb games he uh tweeted it out a couple days ago and then a bunch of other game developers were kind of in the same boat one uh you know it's, it's really sad to see. It's really unfortunate that these things come to happen and come to pass. And more often than not, they seem to not really have a good way to announce it out to the public and sort of tell people in advance. And they kind of fumble the bag like this more often than not. So it's sad to see that these developers aren't going to get the chance to put their games out on the platform. Hopefully they get refunded. <laughs> Yeah, it's like if you're going to refund uh, your paying customers, hopefully you refund the people that have uh, been putting in all this time and effort into trying to make games for your uh, service. Yeah, to be honest, I am surprised Stadia even technically lasted this long. Uh, while I feel like it was a great idea, Google clearly just was not ready for that smoke. And uh, I don't know, streaming games, I feel like it's an inevitability you know but but i feel like a lot more people are going to have to have a more stable internet connection and more accessibility to that as uh you can definitely vouch for as someone who has consistently had technical difficulties on this show stadia would definitely not have worked for me um, 
because ironically enough, I rarely, if ever, have issues uh, when gaming on console. If I'm just trying to be in a Zoom call on my computer, that that causes problems. So, uh, yeah, definitely not in the uh, in the market for Stadia during its uh, its lifespan. Stadia is like many other pieces of hardware that have blundered throughout the years. It just adds to another spot on the list of a long list of them. Uh, did you see this exhibit of historical game failures that they had uh, a couple years back outside of GDC? No. Oh, so get this. They literally at Games GDC, Games Developers Conference in Germany, they had an exhibit of historical failures outside, and it included uh, some of the most major and high-profile gaming failures uh, throughout the throughout the years, including uh, Atari, the ET game uh, that came out for Atari that they tried to get, like they couldn't sell copies of that game. So infamously, they had to literally bury all of these copies of ET in a landfill. Also up there was the infamous uh, Power Glove for the NES, you know, the crazy 80s one where you slip it on and uh, there's like a game pad on your wrist. And then also the Sega Dreamcast, which I'll get into a little bit later, but Sega Dreamcast technically was considered a failure, even though it was a wonderful piece of gaming hardware. But the real kicker with this exhibit is that they had another sign like next to it uh, that just a fourth card that read uh, coming soon. And, uh, you know, now just over three years later, that's where Stadia is going right in that next slot in the exhibit they knew yeah they knew ahead of time yeah i mean uh stadia had like you know one of the worst launches for like a new product ever i think they were jumping ahead of the curb and didn't have the uh power and support to really make it feasible streaming games but i don't know other services have tried it for sure but i just don't think it's there yet and they didn't have the ability to get there with it a lot of a lot of false advertising too like i think they it was they they overhyped it which you know you're i guess you're supposed to do when something is new to the marketplace but if you know you're constantly missing the bar that you're setting yourself you know people are going to be uh you know rightfully pissed off and disappointed i think one of the funnier ones was you know they made a whole big like oh any device that connects the internet like google stadia you can do it but uh, of course, you know, a mobile phone that's not a Google Pixel doesn't work on Google Stadia, which, you know, most people don't have a Google Pixel. Yeah, so that's you a think that they would spatter. mention that, but they did not. It is crazy how they like made all these bad decisions and nobody was able to think about it beforehand and uh, sort of like, where is the person sitting in the room that like says this is a bad idea? You know what I'm saying? Like, why don't they have anybody like Maybe that? Maybe they just had a, you know, a bunch of uh, yes men and women and uh, just nobody had the, uh, had the cojones to, <laughs> to, to speak up. I think they, they also had a bunch of like devs leave uh, like right before or around the time of the launch, which I think was, uh, you know, also not helpful, but you know, they left probably cause they, they saw the writing on the wall. That's kind of already a bad sign when you see like. You, you see those headlines of just like these people always leave, you know, especially like with movies when directors change and they do reshoots and all that. You're like, oh, OK, 
I see what's going to happen here. Yeah. <laughs> it's clairvoyant in a way, you know. Going back to that article, you know, Stadia just is joining in a, like the long prolific list of like weird video game hardware that uh, kind of has not really done well over the time. That also seems to have been created by a board of yes men and crazy zany creators who are like, oh, this is a good idea. People will use this. And that's kind of what we're going to talk about today, folks. We're going to jump in a little bit, chat about uh, some different examples of gaming hardware throughout the years that has uh, been considered a commercial failure. And there is quite a crazy list of them, if I do say so myself. As I was saying earlier, the E.T. game, they literally had to uh, <laughs> bury the bodies, so to speak, and they dug those all into a landfill. There's a long list of them. Did you see any in particular that uh, caught your interest? I'm going to go with one that probably isn't on any uh, list. And that is, uh, have you have you heard of the Soldier Boy gaming console? <laughs> yes, I have. This, uh, yeah, this was about a year before Stadia back in 2018. And, uh, you know, basically... <laughs> you know soldier boy wanted to get into the gaming market i still don't know why he didn't call it the soldier boy as like the name instead of like the soldier boy gaming console or handheld or whatever it was but uh basically you know there were he got into some legal trouble <laughs> because he was uh selling uh I think that it was something you could buy on like Amazon for, you know, like, like 10 bucks. And he was selling it for like a hundred dollars with like a rebrand saying all of these <laughs> games were on it. So um, yeah, that's not going to be on any list anywhere. Cause that wasn't really a real <laughs> console launch, but uh, still definitely a failure. I don't understand. Like were any of these games, any games actually on it? I think it, it came with games, but it was like, you know it came in 2018 it came out with with stuff that was like already like decades old you know they he didn't have any new titles like he he's not developing games he just sold the console it looks kind of like a wii u almost oh could you hook up playstation controllers to it I'm trying to see oh i guess he released uh another one i think he just pops one out every like year he does make some weird products, Soja Boy. He, uh, I have seen quite like a bit of his different endeavors. Apparently, like when you turn it on, it says "you." <laughs> the third model Soja Game Fuse would have been more expensive, costing six hundred and forty dollars. Systems were grossly overpriced, some of them being over three times the asking price of regular Chinese knockoffs. Yeah, it was basically a knockoff of a knockoff sold for like premium pricing. The site said the console had 800 games ready and played Switch, PlayStation, Vita, Neo Geo, Game Boy, Game Boy Color, and Game Boy Advance games. But it did not have any Nintendo or PlayStation ROMs on it but pirated Nintendo and Sega games and many other, it, like, apparently it was very much like a lot of different uh, knockoff consoles. Soja Boy even lied about the games being licensed in his interview on The Breakfast Club. Yes, they were definitely not licensed. <laughs> Basically just upsetting a bunch of major gaming developers. 
you're not going to win that battle uh, when it goes to court. Another one I would like to talk about uh, that I mentioned earlier that was also considered a large commercial failure was the Sega Dreamcast. Now, uh, the Sega Dreamcast originally released in like 98, and it was the last console developed by Sega. And it was kind of competing with like the PlayStation 1 and like the N64. It did not sell a lot of units and technically killed Sega's space in the console game, uh, which is pretty sad uh, because I had a Sega Dreamcast growing up and it was one of, if not my favorite consoles to play as a young child. Uh, lots of, it's where I developed my love for the Blue Blur, Sonic the Hedgehog himself. Uh, lots of good games on there. Both of the Sonic Adventure 1 and 2 games originally on the Dreamcast, as well as uh, Sonic Shuffle, Crazy Taxi. Uh, it was like, there was like a fishing game I played, like Pro Bass Fishing uh vector man lots of great titles on the sega dreamcast and one of the best features of it lucas it had this like memory card that you put into the controller and the memory card had like a little lcd screen that showed different like pixel like animations and like things on it based on what game you were playing like if you were playing sonic adventure 2 and you were playing a tails level you'd have a picture of tails like thumbs up in you on the screen it was sick it's sad that the sega dreamcast was considered a failure because uh there's quite a lot of hot games on the sega dreamcast you could also connect it to the internet play music on it it was crazy you could play music on it that's pretty cool yeah bro you could like load up mp3s and stuff and connect it to the internet i think the dreamcast was more a failure because of uh like sega's previous consoles also like not doing well I mean, so it like, kind of got lumped yeah. in with the, you know, the other failures of uh, of Sega when it came to developing hardware. For sure, so, that's not the Dreamcast fault. That's you know more the fault of like the Sega Saturn <laughs> and other Sega hardware. It had to compete with like the PS2 and the 360 as well, you know, because those like got dropped around like 2000, 2001, and that's kind of where. 2001 they discontinued it so it only really lasted like a little over two years you know yeah the ps2 really uh like wiped the floor with it oh the uh i remember now i see in this article the memory card was called the visual memory unit the vmu i had a green one it was awesome they also had this game i'm sorry to drone on about the sega dreamcast ladies and gentlemen but as you can see i'm a big fan they had a game called Sonic Shuffle, and it was a Mario Party ripoff, but with all the Sonic characters. They had like a story built in, and it was like voice acted and everything. Like, uh, and my mom, I remember, did not like when me and my brother played that game because it like had a heavy gambling theme. You know, they were at like the casino levels in Sonic. Mm -hmm. And uh, so me and my brother Trevor had to like play that game on the low low because Eileen did not like us gambling. That's, you know, that's fair. Always a concern when youngins are playing games with uh, distant, you know, uh, improper themes, I guess you could say. Hey man, I let, let me check this out. I bet this game is rated like E10 plus. Rated E for everyone, ESRB, right on it. 
uh, yeah, sometime we should uh, get an emulator. <laughs> or just I could I bet my Sonic I bet the Sega Dreamcast is like in the attic at my mom's house. We could go find it and uh, play some Sonic Shuffle. <laughs> I I guess yeah I'd give that a a go since we're now older and uh, you know can gamble if we choose to. We can put money on our game of Sonic <laughs> Shuffle. Have you ever bet on Mario Party? This is even crazier. <sighs> Uh, I have never bet on Mario Party because uh, Mario Party is not a skill-based game. <laughs> Mario Party is bullshit. <laughs> there's, yeah, there's so much like <laughs> shit that like you have no control over. <laughs> oh my god! Did you see any other crazy uh, console hardware failures? Another one that like I was surprised at the time. Like now, it's been a bunch of years that it's been irrelevant. But the Wii U really having a lifespan of like three years you know surprised me because back when that came out it was supposed to be like the next big thing for nintendo and it just did not catch on and then shortly after they're like okay here's the switch and this is way better i mean you can't shit on the wii u the wii u had some great games the wii u if anything was a victim of poor marketing and old moms buying more copies of the wii instead of the wii u like it was hard to tell nobody really knew like what the wii u was mom's going to buy jimmy a new game console for christmas she's gonna walk in and she's gonna be like i want the wii not the wii u because nobody knows what the wii u was (laughs) even though it had smash 4 which was spectacular Mm -hmm. not to mention a hd re-release of the legend of zelda wind waker yeah I'm, i'm not really sure why uh it didn't catch on more you know i guess credit to nintendo for like moving like off of it pretty quick i think it was definitely some poor poor marketing unlike another nintendo console that failed spectacularly i you know you ever heard of the virtual boy yes wasn't this uh something that basically required you to like have 3d glasses on at all times do you remember viewfinders like the little toys you would hold up to your face and you would pull the lever and see different images. Yes. It's basically a viewfinder on a stand, like a heavier viewfinder on a stand uh, that you would put the stand on the table and like lean in. There's no strap on this thing. It's a headset, but it's like you just lean in against the glasses and there's a controller connected to it. In 95, it was marketed as the first console capable of doing like stereoscopic, like like 3D graphics, right? But it's like, you know, it's a VR. It was the first VR like headset, you know? It was actually uh, the technology that backed it up was called the scanned linear array. And fun fact, it was developed by uh, Reflection Technology, RTI, uh, which is a Massachusetts-based uh, company. So, shout out Massachusetts. But it did not go well for the Virtual Boy, as you can imagine. It was uh, very, very hard to uh, use. Failed for several reasons, including its high price, the discomfort caused by play, and, quote, what was widely judged to have been a poorly handled marketing campaign. You had to, like, you could play tennis on it and stuff. The LA Times described the gameplay 
as being at once familiar but also very strange. <laughs> I it also saying here that it was almost two hundred dollars, which you back know, in back, like back then is, uh, pretty pricey. That's hefty. That's hefty. Yeah. Like especially when you could just like go buy a Game Boy, you know? Yeah, not have like neck problems. <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of crazy, actually. But I'm reading here that uh, in 2016, there was an interview with somebody at Nintendo who said they were uh, or 2017. Actually, they said the company was like studying VR and uh, is going to try to figure out how to somehow get it into the Nintendo Switch. Oh, well, I guess they did. Did you ever see the Nintendo Labo? Labo like L-A-B-O? L-A-B-O. No. Oh, dude. This stuff was crazy. The Nintendo Labo was like, you would buy a Switch game, right? It would come, you would get the game, and then also it would come with a box where you just fucking built like cardboard, like instruments and different tools and things that you would just like slot your Switch and your Joy-Cons into and uh you could play different games like you could build the little bug and you slip your joy cons onto it and then i think the little bug like moves on the floor using the vibrations of the joy cons like there's a piano you're so you're i don't understand though one of the vr ones they have right (laughs) it's kind of fucking crazy i think you need like four joy cons for it but they literally (sighs) have Do you need two switches for it too? Wait, no that, way. What is is this something you're just supposed to like do with a friend? No, that no, no. Also no. has one. So there's one that they send you a fucking. Wait, how is this VR? You're not putting your fucking face into anything. Well, one of them, Lucas, is literally like a, a robot kit, right? They send you a big ass box and you build a giant backpack on that you slip onto your back and they give you like a headset that you put joy cons into and you basically are like playing as a giant robot in like a robot fighting boxing game think like we boxing but with like 19 added steps and there's like strings attached to the backpack <laughs> and the handles so you like feel resistance I'm looking at this right now, and yeah, I don't like. I don't understand how this has VR though. The all these extra shit doesn't add anything to, like. Oh no! Here we go. There is also a VR kit. It's it's the fourth kit. Is the VR kit? VR expansion kit. I guess you put the switch like in your fucking face, maybe. I think is that how that works yeah I think you so they give you like you build more of these creations and uh, (laughs) you slide the switch into them and you basically utilize the switch in a lens to play VR games it essentially like there's different ones you can do like one's a blaster where you like you build a giant gun and you slide the VR into your face 
<laughs> you like shoot aliens with the giant cart cardboard blaster. I I don't understand why everything is cardboard and like you have to. Make That's it the gimmick, bro. Because it's the but, lab. I I guess, but if I'm I don't want to like have to like physically make something. Well, neither to did use it. Neither did anyone else. Because like, this just send also it to me like, done. This also did not like do well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I could see why. I just I just saw some footage from that robot kit, and it's like you have to put on all this cardboard material. I mean, it did okay. It like in Japan, it did a lot better, but it definitely wasn't like it was a good idea in theory because it's like trying to teach kids like building and engineering, and it's like <laughs> you build it with your parents, and then you play the video games. And you do the VR shooty shoots, but Nintendo's always doing this crazy stuff. Nintendo ha has like quite a lot of like weird hardware that they've built over the years that is just like completely out there. Yeah, they actually show up a lot of times on like like looking at these like failed gaming console lists. Uh, <laughs> they're, they're up here a lot, but it's like they're also so successful as a company that they can afford to have like a bunch of flops and not oh go bankrupt. God. That's the Nintendo is like the this is just going to turn into a roast Nintendo podcast today. <laughs> Nintendo is like so guilty of doing like crazy shit like this, like like the power glove. Like, what is that? Like, what even is that for? Oh, is that Nintendo, too? Yeah, it, well, glove? it was made by Mattel, like the toy company, but it's like for Nintendo the, products. Yeah, it's for the NES or the SNES. Power Glove, released in 1989, officially licensed product. Nintendo was not involved in the design <laughs> or released. They say that now. So they just paid the company and was like, here you go. Additional development was accomplished through the efforts of Thomas G. Zimmerman and Jaron Lanier, a virtual reality pioneer responsible for co-developing and commercializing the Data Glove who had made a failed attempt at a similar design for Nintendo earlier. Yeah, Nintendo was just like big in the 80s for being like, let's do VR. Uh -huh. two, two games were released with specific features for the Power Glove. Uh, Super Glove Ball, which was a faux 3D puzzle maze game, and Bad Street Brawler where you probably both games are playable with the standard NES controller, but include moves that can only be used with the glove. Uh, since no <laughs> power glove specific games ever retailed in Japan, the power glove was sold only as an alternative controller. Hey, it sold uh, nearly 1 million units. That's the thing they, they Nintendo must, they make like enough money back off of this stuff that it's like, all right, we can now use this to like go try something else. What other Nintendo ones have you seen out in in particular that you thought were really really out there? Um, the sixty four double D. Oh, the disc drive. Yeah, that yeah. one's just weird. I don't even really like. Who's that for? You know. <laughs> I you could you could say that for a lot of these Nintendo products. Who is the fucking assemble a cardboard thing so you can play a video game for? Like, I just want to play the game. I'm not trying to I don't I don't want to do a puzzle. But that's the fun part, man. No, the game is supposed to be the fun part. The the cardboard thing is supposed to take like 20 minutes. 
Listen, I feel like a lot of these like weird like attempts at doing crazy things, like that's what makes Nintendo stand out, you know. They have a legacy of doing this type of thing. Well, it also helps that they they have, you know, incredibly successful games and iconic characters. I said it last to, to fall episode, back on. I said it last episode to Nathan, you know, like Nintendo could put shit on a stick and people would buy it. Like the fact that they sold like and I'm so mad that I bought this, but I'm so cuz I love it, but they put three emulations of 3D Mario games on a cartridge and sold it limited time for like I think it was 60 bucks and I still bought it. You can't buy that game anymore. Super Mario 3D All-Stars. What was what was your purchase worth it? I played through I I got like 89 stars uh shines in Super Mario Sunshine and maybe six stars in Mario 64 and didn't touch you didn't even touch Galaxy. So, I'd say it was worth. I still occasionally pick up Super Mario Sunshine. Great game. The original? They're ports on the Switch of the game. They're they're not even like upresed or anything. It's just here are three ROMs of these old games. Like playing Mario 64 in the Switch dock on my big TV is wacky. There are there are a lot more out there, you know, that are kind of just like, oh, this was obviously not going to go anywhere. Some of them are just like random, like, oh, okay, this is made by a random ass company that no one's ever heard of. Like, of course, it's not going to go anywhere. They tried to do one that was like, a, did you did you see the N gauge? <laughs> yes, it was a uh, like smartphone pre-smartphone. It was it was a Nokia. <laughs> it, yeah, it was a cell phone with. That was also a handheld, like, it looked like a Game Boy Advance. Mm -hmm. The system was, and, yeah. mo quote, <laughs> mocked for its taco-like design. People just weren't ready uh, for something like that. The sales were so poor that, like, within a week of its release, they slashed the price by 100 bucks. By 100 bucks? Yeah. That's, yeah, that's, that's not good. They even tried to, like, redesign it. Uh, oh, and the fact that its cell phone feature required to the <laughs> to use it like a cell phone, you had to hold it sideways. <laughs> so it looks like you're just talking to a Game Boy Advance. Yeah, like the design <laughs> is, yeah, that's how it's labeled. Like if you're trying to text somebody, like all the oh letters are, are sideways. So yeah, you have to hold it like a, like a, like a Game Boy. That it the weird part is that wasn't even like that crazy old. They put that out in two thousand three. That's like the time of like the DS and like the PSP. Like that was like even after the Game Boy Advance, which was bizarre to me. It just came out a few years too early. Like if it had come out kind of right when smartphones were kicking off, you know, they would have had had a like the mobile gaming beat for. Oh, I mean, I don't know how well it functioned as a phone, though, to be honest. You're probably still better off getting a real phone that's a gaming device second. Like, what even was on it? Like, what could you even play on this fucking cell phone? I mean, it's just, it's going to be like very basic mobile games. Oh, that's not true. Super Monkey Ball is on there. Well, yeah, but how does it, does it play like Super Monkey Ball? uh i don't know it's, or does it play like a... <laughs> to be fair 
This is so out of the 58 titles they have on the end gauge, there's like two, four, six. There's eight of these titles that uh, are the red Wikipedia links where there's no information on them. And Super Monkey Ball is one of those. I guess the world will never know. They had some cool titles. They had Crash Nitro Kart. They had Call of Duty on there too. <laughs> I <laughs> Listen, man. Some like all I'm saying for content, we can just like find these wonderful pieces of hardware and just try to use them and review them. And review them. Like wouldn't it be fun to like somehow call each other on the on the end gauge? <laughs> uh we can have like a live engage phone conversation on the show that'll get millions of views like just reading about how it worked it's if you wanted to insert a game you had to like take off the cover and remove the battery because the game slot was like under the battery so you'd have to insert the game you want to play and then like put the battery back in were they like you had to like disassemble it basically <laughs> Were they like, oh, I'm looking at this right now. Holy shit. You have to like take out the circuit board and everything. Yeah. <laughs> it has like six layers. Oh that, and then you get to the battery at the bottom. You have to like take out the screen and shit. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. What were they? Were they like SD cartridges? Like, is that what I'm seeing? They look like little memory cards. It seems like this was supposed to like be a phone at first and then a a gaming console like second otherwise i don't know why like maybe they're just like oh yeah you're not going to switch games that frequently like you're going to it's a phone and then if you want to play a game like you can but yeah in order to like talk or type or anything you have to hold it like like a game it was three hundred dollars for your seven days for seven days and then they cut it down to 200 in the first weeks of availability in the u.s it was outsold by the game boy advance a hundred to one a hundred to one that's that's, (laughs) Within, uh... within 17 days of the release uh gamestop and eb games began offering them for a hundred dollars off damn this kind of this kind of was like the nail in the coffin for nokia too like because after that like the iphones and like the samsung smartphones and the androids started coming out and then you know like nokia didn't make any of those (laughs) what do do they do now nokia yeah i don't know makes like they're not they they're still a company yeah, they definitely like still make like cell phones and stuff like Nokia G one hundred, the G series and the X series. Oh, they just okay. Look Looks like, like generic ass smartphones. Yeah, my- Microsoft bought them out. Oh, Microsoft bought them. I guess they partnered with Microsoft and then Microsoft bought its mobile phone business. That makes sense. R.I.P. Nokia. Good try though with the cell phone Game Boy. <laughs> cell phone game boy i think the taco phone is like such a funny i just like i wonder if that's what people would call it back in the day i don't remember ever seeing any of these i had a game boy like a normal person <laughs> i mean this just yeah this look it just looks like 
it's it's too confusing it's like the the left half is is a game and the right half is a phone <laughs> and there's just a screen in the center there looks like there's a music button there's a music button and a music note and a radio button like i wonder what the difference between those are yeah i, I don't think it knew what it wanted to be i bet seven and five are like the a oh that's probably so confusing too because i bet the major like based on what the design looks like of this thing um <laughs> I bet most of the phone buttons don't actually do anything like in the games. Oh yeah, for sure. There's no way. That's way too many like <laughs> different inputs. It looks like five and seven are probably the only ones that do anything. Yeah, it's probably and then you have the like the D pad. Do you think you had to like get a screwdriver to like pop it off and stuff? <laughs> I I I would hope not. I don't know what they were thinking with just you have on, to disassemble the entire thing if just, you want to put a game cartridge in. Just every time you leave the house, you're like, video game, phone, wallet, keys. Oh, let me bring my screwdriver to make sure. If make I get, sure I can play a new game in my downtime. If I get downtime. bored of Call of Duty, I want to switch to Crash Nitro Cart. Yeah, I think... Let me I just think... disassemble my phone on the on the train. You probably, whatever game was in there when you left the house, you were probably just stuck with. Oh, for sure. That was it. That was your game for the day. (laughs) Oh, do you have any more uh, crazy game for the days that you want to talk about in terms of failures? I don't (laughs) think think any. Yeah, I don't think anything can beat that one. Yeah, the taco phone is is up there for me. Even just visually, like (laughs) it's the most bizarre looking thing out of any any. Like even the virtual boy, it's like okay, I can see what you're going for there, but this is just I. We we like, have to get our hands on one of these, and like try playing some games on this. Try this screen oh, well, <laughs> looks so small too. Yeah, apparently you need like duct tape though in order to like keep it upright without you having to like keep your head tilted forward at all times. Oh, is this the virtual so, boy you're talking about now? Yeah. Oh, duct tape. What for a strap? Yeah, or else it like weigh it like weighs too much. Like it's too much pressure on your like neck. Oh my god! <laughs> so I'm not trying to I'm not trying to like get physically injured for a, for for a gag. But the N gauge is definitely also the best name of anything. I, it here. is a clever name. I'll give them that. I'll such them such an early to mid two thousands like very very gimmicky edge. name techno edge. Yeah, anything like it's that was such a like let's throw a hyphen in here unnecessarily like period of it's time. It's not even a hyphen on it's a dot on the actual device. Oh, on the device itself? Yeah. Oh. They promoted well, it at E3, Lamau. At E3. <laughs> oh my god, that's so funny. They were gonna. They, uh, the Engage 2.0 was uh, in development. Another feature that the speaker and microphone were located on the side edge of the phone. Oh yeah, the taco phone or side mm-hmm. talking, or simply that they had one very large ear because the user held the edge of the phone against the cheek in order to talk into it. Usual for a phone, but unusual <laughs> for a game system. It had a screen taller than it was wide. 
so it had a phone screen oh my god that's so yeah funny. did you that's see what they... i was saying like it seems better like it's a better phone did than you see a they gaming made a system. second one yeah i just said the, that not the, the two... 2.0 the qd the qd yeah this one looks even more uh like bulky oh this this one fixed it you didn't have yeah this one has a larger Jeez, larger screen battery yeah that seems like a major like that seems huge development error <laughs> oh my god but yeah folks as you can see uh we could go on for days about uh sad failed product attempts there are also tons of sad failed software attempts that's happened until this day i feel like the next big one is going to be ubisoft's skull and bones which like once again was delayed but you know we could go on about this for days, but uh, I think we're going to have to call it at that. Wouldn't you say, Lucas? Yeah. Uh, it's hard to I top the, it's hard to top the taco phone. Yeah. I don't think anything is going to, is going to blow our minds as much as learning about that uh, piece of hardware. <laughs> oh my Lord. All right. Well with that, I think we'll just uh, call it right there, man. Any last words you want to say? Are you, ready for, are you ready for another week? Are you ready to lose <laughs> in uh, your fantasy? Uh, I don't know if I could handle a lot of fantasy losses after the week I just had. I think I you think... might. I think you might lose in both leagues this week. Not gonna lie. Well, yeah, it's always nice to get swept uh, <laughs> in fantasy football, but you know we'll see. It's only it's only one oh five at the time of this recording. Many games have not started, and the ones that have. Uh, are you know just just beginning so there's still hope for everyone everyone out there hopefully we get some dubs hopefully i am not doing uh schoolwork uh the entire week and i can actually play some games i had major elden wing withdrawal uh elden ring withdrawal and uh that was unpleasant i think god of war new game plus is not gonna happen i think i'm just gonna axe that Wow, to play more bad game Elden Ring? What are you talking wow. about? Wow. Wow. Interesting call. You know what? You well, could just I, be like I, I cannot justify playing God of War like for the fourth time through. I mean, I've been telling you this for ages and many times on this podcast that it's weird that you repeatedly play the same like four games over and over. That was <laughs> Well, the first time was on yours and then I played it I beat it again on yours where I was like actually paying attention to like resource allocation and management and leveling and all this stuff. And then when, I, and then I got it down to like the perfect like formula and then I just executed it on mine. You know, what's uh, gonna strike you as surprising, but pro also probably not. I'm like debating when to buy Sonic frontiers. Cause it comes out the same day as Ragnarok. And part of me is like, man, I should just crank Sonic Frontiers before God of War. I mean, you could, but then uh, you're not going to have a, enough of Ragnarok played in time for the Game Awards. Oh, that's a very good point. Unless you think Sonic Frontiers is also going to contend for stuff, then I guess you have to divide your time between both. I could see a G Game of the Year nom for Sonic Frontiers. Yeah, no, but a nom, but you know, you're betting on who's going to win. Yeah, definitely. 
Sonic Frontier. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, I think I think bad game Elden Ring is gonna is gonna take the crown. That game is so old; it's like not even are worth you, playing you... anymore. <laughs> I don't. I, I initially I thought this was like just a joking shtick, and now I'm not so sure. I think you might. I think you might be serious. Bad game, old game. All right, you know, what, you know what, people of Game Chat. Let Tom know whether or not his take is uh, viable. I it's think not. It, you, listen, man. Listen, you should just be like me and download golf games on every system you have and only play golf games. Because that's all I've been doing and it's been great. It hasn't helped my actual golf game, but it's been great. Well, yeah, I would think there's, uh, you know, we're not going to correlate. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. That's like, oh yeah, I've been playing a lot of 2K, but my jumper still isn't falling. <laughs> like you're not getting any practice. It's helping me learn the game. I got. <laughs> I mean, in terms of ruling, learning the rules of golf, yeah, I'm sure that you're knowledgeable about the game itself, but you got to be able to execute. Yeah, I'm not there yet. Well, not there yet. Went golfing in the rain yesterday. Didn't go well. Yeah, that, that doesn't sound like a good time. Uh, all right. Well, maybe for next time, we can update the people on if uh, I have made any more progress in Elden Ring and if you have uh, knocked a couple uh, strokes off your golf game. We'll have see. Have you seen that Rick and Morty episode with the Meeseeks? Yes. <laughs> That's all I could think about yesterday. Choke up, Jerry. Straighten your back. Yeah, you got to follow through. Keep your shoulders square. And then, of course, the short game is also important. Yeah, that's the hard part. Short games. I'm a bit of a stickler, Mises. <laughs> How's your short game? Oh, man. All right. And with that, folks, we're just going to call it right there. Remember to follow us on Instagram at GameChat, uh, Tom and Tom Lucas. Uh, and then oh, we're we have a Twitter. We're everybody. Get, we've got our Twitter back. We got our Twitter back because the old one was discontinued, very much like Google Stadia. <laughs> yes, exactly. Don't know what happened to that, but we'll get that back up and running very shortly. Uh, but yeah, uh, check us out. Follow us. Please subscribe on YouTube. That would be great. Uh, we see people who are watching this podcast but aren't subscribed. You know why are you doing that? Like, you could just <laughs> press the button, get notified if you click the little bell when our new stuff comes. Uh, now that Lucas has had his father help him organize a better internet situation, we'll be able to play more games and do more video content. So uh, check us out on YouTube. Big things coming. Big things coming. Season three, we're, we're right right in the middle of it, right at the at the peak. We got another interview dropping uh you know for next time so definitely keep it locked and yeah maybe we will you know now that i have a functioning internet do some uh, live streams and gaming if uh school permits <laughs> facts but we'll facts. see took long enough for you to start another degree you yeah. bastard <laughs> <laughs> all right folks see you next time bye